0: Welcome to the Come and Belong podcast. I'm your host, Brother Zach Coder. All right, guys, we are so glad that you're joining us today. And I have got someone here uh, in our studio. Doesn't that sound fancy?
1: It is official.
0: official. <laughs> uh, who I've known for a number of years and is a student here. Her name is Brooke. And Brooke, why don't you introduce yourself?
1: Hi, um, I'm Brooke Mizukawa. i live on campus here at DSU and I've this is my freshman
0: year fantastic we're so glad you're here well Brooke is here uh again I've known her for a while and I know that she's got a fun story and like all of us she has struggled has has had struggles had questions had doubts but um she's here today to kind of share a part of her story and so Brooke why don't you just tell us a little bit about you and your story and where you want to begin
1: all right um you know, I, everybody has a pretty long story, but I guess I will start mine. Um, when I was younger with my biological dad, um, his name's John. So we're going to call him John. Um, <laughs>
0: that's a good thing to call. Yeah, that's, okay.
1: that's a good thing. Um, he was extremely abusive mentally and physically all while I was growing up. Um, I had my, my older sister with me at the time. It was, my parents were divorced, so we would go house to house, his house, my mom's house. Uh, and I always, you know, you don't want anybody to go through that, especially when you've been through it yourself. But its it was a really hard question of why was it me? Like, why was I abused? What was my sister doing that I wasn't doing where she wasn't being abused by him? Mm-hmm. Again, this is just jumping right into it. There's okay. obviously um, a lot of background, um, but he was just very abusive and had a lot of problems of his own that he never got solved or never got help for. Um, pornography was a big thing for him and I saw it ruin my parents' relationship and his relationship with other people and with me and my sister and uh a lot of he had you know mental disorders a lot of people do um but the thing was he didn't really get help for them. So he just lived with these things while he could have gotten help. And it affected the family. It affected me and my sister and my mom, definitely. Um, My mom got remarried, so my stepdad. Um, They were very, they're very LDS. They are amazing people. I'm so grateful to have them in my life. Uh, John was not LDS. He was not part of the church. And going house to house, it it was a big, big difference of you know going to my mom's house peace love comfort i just i felt safe and okay there and i remember we used to have guests there and they'd say there's something we feel in your house it's just different yeah yeah we don't we don't know what it is but we definitely feel something different here and my mom would kind of always lead to the church and um slyly slide that in there somehow during the conversation and then going back to john's house it was just complete darkness and um it it was just pain and hurt and suffering and uh the question for me always was why if I'm so loved by Christ am I going through this why would he want this for me why would anybody want this for anyone you know and if he's so powerful why didn't he do anything to stop it and
0: which are valid questions.
1: They are. And yeah. I still have questions to this day. And I don't know if that question, those questions are fully even answered yet because I still have so much longer to go in life. <laughs> um, and and it was hard for me to to be okay with having questions. I thought in order to understand those questions, I'm going to have to understand the church perfectly. And that's not the case. And it never has been. <laughs> so that was just something that I was thinking. And that was what was holding me back from answering those questions. I also don't think I was open to hearing the answers to those. I wanted to believe what I was going to believe. And nobody could change my mind. Um, Because I was so set on they did this, he did this, why did they do this? And I wasn't focused on, okay, well, what can I do? There's nothing... Y- y- You can only, uh, point fingers for so long, I guess you're either part of the problem or you're part of the solution. And it took me 12 years to start realizing that, okay, what can I do about it? I need to just get up and start doing something about it. Um, he wasn't very faithful, but we, me and my sister tried to, on Sundays when it was his weekend, we used to try to go to the church, find people to give us rides, um convince him to let us go. And it was rare that he did, but when he did, it was really the best thing in the world since it was in sar- such a dark situation over at his house. Um So eventually, uh, when I was, I, again, 12, and I was kind of getting at the stage where I was okay with questions and okay hearing answers that I didn't want to hear and um understanding more of myself and the church and the gospel – my stepdad actually adopted me and my sister mm. um, lawfully, and then we got sealed in the Saint George Temple. So, it's a happy ever after, and I'm so grateful that I can say that I have one because not a lot of people can. So, um,
0: and when when did that happen? When were when were you guys sealed?
1: Yeah, that's when I was 12. I don't remember okay, the year, sorry. but it I was right. It was actually New Year's Day. So, yeah, it was. It's very awesome. It that's was an awesome cool. story. Um,
0: how did that, how did that change things for you?
1: I think it honestly changed my testimony of families can be together forever. And also of the temple. I think, you know, as you're young and you're not able to go into the temple, it's really hard to picture, you know, you get to go do baptisms and look at it from the outside, but it's not the same where right. you're able to be on the inside like parents do. And like for weddings. Yeah. Um, and, all sorts of amazing things that happen in there but um I think finally being in there was a testimony of how amazing and how holy it actually was and how much it meant to me and to other people and I saw how much it meant to my parents too um and the fact that families can actually literally be together forever I hated that song when I was younger I hated yeah. that song so much Cause you're like I don't want
0: to I don't I know I was not, like this is this is what it is oh yeah out,
1: right? oh yeah um but I realized that that song can be true and it doesn't have to be with, it doesn't have to just be with blood. It can be with anybody who you call your family, really, really close friends or even aunts and uncles that maybe extended family. But if they matter to you, if they're your actual family, like my stepdad matters so much to me. um, You're lucky enough to call them your family and you can be with them together forever.
0: That's a really cool perspective. Cause um, I don't even know where I learned it, but, I've got to quote somebody here and misquote, him, but eternity is a long time. Bring a friend, yeah. right? That whole idea. And, and I love that perspective because that's who we are. It doesn't matter if we're biologically related here on this earth, right? That we're God's kids and he just wants his family back. That's cool. Yep. Okay. So do you think that again, I know for you, uh, facing that trauma and that, that heartache, again, it caused you to have some doubts. And I actually got to be your seminary teacher yes. and I do remember <laughs> conversations we had about that and, and seeking answers. Tell me, and there's probably a lot of different <laughs> answers here you could give, but why, why did you keep trying? Cause I know that there was dark days for you and I know oh, that yeah. there were days where you wanted to give up and like, I don't like this. Absolutely. Right? Why keep going? Why keep trying to coming to Christ?
1: Um, I, I don't feel like I, I wish, I wish there was kind of this machine where you can like show somebody exactly how you're feeling because it's hard to explain the feeling of there's some type of hope in every darkness. I feel like I'm quoting Dumbledore or something, but (laughs) you know, you know what I mean? Like it's for real. It's as corny as it sounds there, there really is something good about every situation that I am in. Even and it took so long to realize that. And I'm still having a hard time realizing sure. no, that. No, you're still realizing. Yeah, you're yeah, still in Yeah, there process. are still trials that I'm going through and that others are going through that are it, insane that people should be going through those. But there's always a light at the end of the tunnel. There's always some hope that you can find in dark situations. And so I think for me, holding on to those little hopes at that time... Sounds crazy, but you being my seminary teacher was a big light for me. It was a light for me i hate no, I, hated <laughs> I hated seminary <laughs> I <know>. go- <laughs> hated going okay <laughs> I hated going, but it helped so much in the way you taught um me and all your lessons they meant so much to me in such a dark time. People mean a lot to me emotions I, I, um just just finding those little yeah. hopes.
0: Well, I appreciate that. And that's very kind. I, I wasn't fishing for that compliment. No, no, I know. What What advice would you have for people who are in just, let's face it, terrible circumstances right now, and they don't see that hope and they don't feel that light? What did, because I know, and again, I hope this is okay to say, I know because we all do it, right? Mm-hmm. We turn to some unhealthy ways of mm-hmm. coping and we turn to some healthy ways of coping. And I, I'm not asking you to, to share those unhealthy ways, but what, what healthy things did you do to get you past some dark moments and to find that hope to find christ
1: it really it it, uh it starts by finding a healthy coping mechanism which is very very different for everyone i actually suffered through self-harm i thought that that was what was healthy for me i thought that that was helpful it actually hurt me more obviously and it seems obvious to a
0: and not just physically right
1: Oh no, not just physically, but it, 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 and it seems obvious to other people. Obviously you're hurting yourself even right. more, you know, but right. it's not to people who th- hold on to that as a coping mechanism. And I don't think it's right to bash anybody for doing that, but just, Absolutely. just, um, encouraging them to find a healthier way to do so is the right way to go. And I feel like that that varies for every person. For me, it varies. I'm a big, I love, love, love music. I love my, my go-to coping is smash labs. Like I got to go and break (laughs) stuff. I feel like pain demands to be felt. And so, um, it really varies on the person, but I feel like my advice is everybody goes through hard things and it is justified what you're feeling and it is justified that you're feeling dark and you feel like there is no way out. But I promise you that there is at least one person in this entire world that cares about you. And if nobody else does, that's enough. It's enough that one person cares about you. Thank you. That's go find that person. Who is that person you trust? Who and if that's and if you don't know, then that's okay too. Just start working on relationships. Start finding your coping. Start um just trying to do better not for other people but for yourself.
0: I love that. Um because I think that that that's a message that speaks to both both sides of that party, right? Th- mm-hmm. Those who are struggling um to maybe go out, but also those who are listening. And when you see someone in pain, like you you go be that, go be a light for them. Yes. You don't need to fix them. Yeah. You don't need to correct their problems. You don't need to, but to be that one person who's just like, I'm here. Uh, If nothing else, I'm just, I'm just here to listen. I don't absolutely. You can can just word vomit all over. I don't care. Right. I'm just going to be here to listen. I think that's an important message because you're right. I think sometimes that we don't understand um, the coping mechanisms of some people. I know I'm guilty of that. I, I I look at some people in my life who I'm like, well, if they would just stop X, Y, or Z, their life would be better. And that's yeah. stupid. And I that's mean, a like, regular
1: thought through yeah. so many people too. Yeah.
0: yeah. And and it's 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 like, that's not the point, is it? That the point isn't mm-hmm. like, uh, they're not right now in a spot to see that.
1: Mm-hmm. Right? And they may not be for a long time. And um, again, with the whole being a light thing, it... You can be a person that can save a different person, if you know what I mean. There's somebody in my life right now where, you know, I still struggle with things. And, you know, po- these podcasts make it seem like I may have f- figured everything out in life, but I no, really don't. Yeah. I'm still struggling. I uh, um, I just have somebody in my life who she's wonderful. She has listened to me. And one great thing about her out of the many, many great things is that she can listen, but she doesn't pick up my stuff, if that makes sense. I mean, um,
0: like she can listen and doesn't, she doesn't like. She doesn't
1: want to try to solve my God. problems. She's there to listen. God. She's there to love me. And sometimes that's all people need. So if you are trying to be that light for others, know that you don't have to fix them. You don't have to pick up their things. You can be there for them and love them. But there is also a healthy balance of making sure that you're taking care of yourself too.
0: Yeah. This week, uh, I've been studying the the Sermon on the mount and and yesterday as we were studying it actually it, it, it struck me that idea of blessed are those that mourn. Yes. And that just reminds me uh, there's a strong connection there to in Mosiah 18 to the um our baptismal covenant work where literally we are literally under covenant to mm-hmm. mourn with those that mourn not to fix. Yep. Just to mourn.
1: That's beautiful.
0: That's our covenant. We don't have to fix cuz we can't. We can't. Christ is the only one who can. Yeah. And so I, thank you. I love that. Just, yeah, we're under covenant to do this. And yeah. If we're not doing it. We're breaking. covenant. And right? it's, so, yeah. it's
1: unhealthy to have expectations of yourself to fix other people. Yeah. Um, if you're going to be that person, just remember if you're going to be a light for somebody else, which I bet you are in anybody's life. Um, people are lights in other people's lives without them knowing, yeah. um, just have a healthy, realistic expectation of, um, how you're going to be a light. Cool. Don't, uh, try to fix other people's problems. Don't pick it up. Don't let it burden you. Just be there, be there to listen, be there to yeah. love. You can mourn with them yeah. exactly what you said, but you don't have to fix them. I love that.
0: Yeah. It, yeah. It was a cool connection and yeah. Grateful the spirit taught me that. Um, would you mind sharing with us just your testimony? And again, I know that you may not feel like it's fully formed, but that's 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 not the point. Would you mind sharing your testimony of the savior and how he's helped you? And just, yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, I, I don't have a, I don't feel like it's fully formed exactly what you're saying, but I do know what I do believe if that makes sense. It does. And I can go off of that because it's what I know. I know that families can be together forever and that as cheesy as it may seem, obeying mother and father are really, really important steps in your life. Um, especially when you have good ones like mine. Um <laughs> They're gonna love hearing that. <laughs> don't tell them I said that. Just kidding. <laughs> oh, they may hear it, so I don't have to tell them. you we just did. <laughs>
0: um
1: being a light for others while also being a light for yourself, not deceiving yourself is really important and it's hard to find that balance. But I know that Heavenly Father can help you through it. I know that um there may be things that seem literally impossible in this world. I know that. But I know that there's nothing that Christ gives us that we cannot handle. Um, He wouldn't do that to us. Yes, he asks a lot from us. A lot from us. But it's nothing that we can't handle. And um, I believe that this church is true. I believe that the Book of Mormon is um, a book personally made to guide us through this life. That we're very, very blessed to have. And, yeah, I say these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.
0: Amen. Thank you. I just wanted to write down some cool thoughts I'm having as you're speaking. You're amazing, Brooke. Thank you so much. And for those who are listening with us, uh, thank you for tuning in. I hope um, in some way uh, today you found some peace or some answers uh, from the Holy Ghost. You guys are awesome, Brooke. We'll talk to you later. All right. Thanks for joining us today, and I just want to remind everybody that this podcast is not affiliated with nor endorsed as an official production of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. All words and opinions expressed by participants are solely their own and do not reflect official doctrine of the church.